0: It must not be, my wife doesn't like that you, no. It's like, I don't like that you talk to my wife this way. There are
1: in-laws, parents-in-law, who will be kind of like over to the side talking to their own child, trying to like <laughs> manipulate the decisions within the marriage. Get
0: them to do things. Yeah, get
1: them to do things, exactly. Like that kind of behavior is has no place in in-law relationships. It's not healthy for That's your in-law. Law.
0: You can't talk about your wife anyway to your parents and mm-hmm. expect them to come to your home And do the upseat of the character that you portrayed.
1: Welcome to another episode of Called to Marriage. I'm Marcia.
0: And I'm Thomas.
1: And today we're talking about the things we love about our in-laws. Yes, we are not experts at this, especially speaking for myself. Actually, Thomas, I would... I would put you at expert level in dealing with in-laws. Why? <laughs> because you just have the level of respect, patience, tact, mixed with also- <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yes, but also mixed with still protecting, you know, it's, you don't do things just to appease the in-laws. <sighs> you are respectful toward them, but at the same time, you're- in a, like strong agreement with me, you never leave me hanging just to make yourself look good at you know in front of my parents or something like that.
0: I'll take that as compliment yeah take it as a compliment <laughs>
1: yeah. me, on the other hand, <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> that's why i um would rather talk about the things that our in-laws <laughs> do well, so that. And you know why else, though? Because it's not like I've been such a terrible in-law, please. But I I know that I've made mistakes. (laughs) Why are you talking
0: about yourself?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I've got my shortcomings. But also, I think it's really important for... I don't know how many older people are watching this, but if you have a child who is getting married this podcast might be for you
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: listen carefully if you know somebody <laughs> whose child when is getting married people. yes and you know you know the way they're behaving is kind of not too on point you know just send them our podcast anyway no okay so all right let's get started so the scripture today comes from ruth chapter one verse 16 verses 16 and 17 so it's a popular scripture ruth Mm -hmm. said to her mother-in-law naomi or naomi entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. Wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Amen. Amen. Of course, we chose this scripture because it illustrates the depth of relationship that a mother-in-law could potentially have with mm. her daughter-in-law or that in-laws can have with one another. Uh, by the way, a little backstory if you don't know the story, I mean, without going into all all, all the details, but um Naomi. Was married, she had two sons, her two sons married, one married Ruth, the other one married Orpah. But um this the, the Naomi's husband dies. Subsequently, uh Orpah and Ruth's husbands die, which are Naomi's two, Naomi's sons. two sons. They both die. And so Naomi is left with her daughters in law, everybody widowed. So they're trying to figure out where to go, and Naomi's like, you know, just go back home to your parents and start over, you know, marry other men, whatever, move on with your life. And they're like, nope, not going anywhere. So right especially ruth but even Orpa had a you could tell she also had a very close relationship with her she didn't leave immediately she she yeah. wept she was sad well <laughs> some people might argue we don't know the intentions of her heart you know some people just show you that they're sad <laughs> <laughs> it's like the person when was deep, extra, deep
0: like, ah, extra
1: thirsty you can't they they I come last. to your house and you offer them water and they said no 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 <laughs> you have to insist <laughs> for them for you to see what they oh, really want goodness. It maybe not a
0: <laughs> terrible flashback.
1: <laughs> Would you like to share? No, no, I'm not. So, who knows? You can argue. Maybe Orpa really was dying to go, but you know, she had to just show that one last little bit of respect, you know, like
0: she, deep she had breath. to
1: insist one good time and then Inside. she died. You last,
0: know. oh, i lost. I'm free.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, but, um. Yeah, Yeah. that's a nice story. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, highly aspirational. um, Just to, wow, have that level of relationship to where you feel like your in-laws are your actual parents and you just have a level of closeness with them.
0: Commitment.
1: Yes. And also commitment as Mm -hmm. well.
0: Um, Those were some heavy words she said there, you know. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this, um, little passage, how other things she mentioned, like your people shall be my people, um, where you die, that's where I'll die and I'll be buried there. Um, your God, most especially your God shall be my God. That's impressive. That's, and that's exactly what happens when we get married, um, we, we say that, I am willing to respect your God. I am willing to bow down to what you bow down to and who you bow down to. I'm, re- I'm willing to revere your God. Um, that's, those are some really heavy things. Like, she wasn't holding anything back. Like, I'm all for this. I married into this family, and it's more than just marrying the man. Even though the man was no more, she still held on to that commitment. And it's beautiful when we have that in marriage. So, can you imagine her husband being alive and how she would, you know, grow with her husband in their marriage? Because she had so much respect for her husband's people. She had so much respect. She wasn't Jewish, but um, because of her commitment, we know that God used her um, to birth people who um, gave birth to. People who (laughs) then give birth to Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because she ended up marrying Boaz. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, and just when you get married, your family becomes my family.
0: Absolutely.
1: There's just no avoiding it. You know, our families are going to interact with each other. We're going to interact with each other's families. And so there has to be a level of... Definitely respect and you know hopefully relationship um amical amicability is that a word yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes meaning you know being friendly toward one another hospitable etc yeah um so
0: yeah I was going to say before we you know. Dive in go, dive deeper. Into, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a really good point. When you get married, you're, you're not just marrying an individual. You are So there are two sides. On one hand, um, you want to leave your home and cleave to your spouse. And that's good. You, you need to do that. But at the same time, um, if you understand that very well, and you're able to leave and cleave, you also, under, you also come to understand that, you are marrying into a people. You are marrying into a family. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, maybe you're even marrying into a race. Mm-hmm. So my wife's family is Haitian. It just changes everything um, I do with Haitians. Like When I meet another Haitian outside somewhere, I go in with that. I, I can't even help. Like, you're Haitian. I'm happy to meet you. I'm happy to talk with you. And I've worked with Haitians um, in my previous jobs. And I can tell that there's something special about this. Just because they're Haitians, I feel like, yeah, you're my wife's people. It doesn't mean they're good or bad. It's just they're Haitians. So maybe, you know, you're married, you're white, you're married to a black person, or you're black, you're married to a white person. It affects how you um, treat white people. And that's the beauty of marriage. How right?
1: you relate to them, particularly. Right, how you relate
0: to them. Right, right. And it's it's beautiful because... It's built into marriage, and it it makes. I guess it makes for tranquility, like right? if I can use that word, um, in in relating to people in that way. People from the race that you're married in, people from the people group that you're married in, the family. Uh, it's. I think it's beautiful. It's. It's there's an an element of a godly character in there that marriage is able to make you. It gives you the strength to tolerate <laughs> um, and also give you, It gives you the strength to just love people, just love them, just because you have an attachment um, to them. I'm stretching it, but I, <laughs> I, I just like it. I like that, that idea. You could be married to a Chinese person here in the U.S., never travel to China, mm-hmm. but it just does something to you. Mm-hmm. You could leave the U.S. and go to another country and meet another Chinese person and you feel like this is kindred he's or she is my kindred mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's really
1: and you difficult. didn't teach
0: yourself that it, it just comes to the marriage and you're able to respect them they don't have to do anything for you to respect them
1: <laughs> my mind went so far because now that <laughs> brings me into you know a whole nother topic but <laughs> um okay so the topic is things we love about our in-laws. So let's get let's a little more that, yeah. specific into that. Okay. Yeah. So well, one of the things I really appreciate about my parents-in-law, well, my in-laws generally, but um is that I was welcomed into the family with open arms, uh without a lot of judgment as to who i am where i come from or what wife what kind of wife i may or may not be and it means a lot particular particularly if you know how it is that we got married because yeah. we got married in china away from both of our families mm-hmm. and i mean they had a lot of reason to maybe doubt you know what kind of wife i was or whatever I did meet them once before I got married. I went with my mom and my sister to his parents' house and I had an opportunity to meet them. He did not have an opportunity to meet my parents before we got married, but thank God both of us have reasonable parents. (laughs) And um, I got treated with plenty of respect, with a lot of respect. And that's something that I love my in laws for. And Thomas gave me like a little backstory concerning his mom, you know, and to give a little background too about like, um, this is a stereotype to be clear, (laughs) but (laughs) like like my mom likes to watch a lot of african movies for example which a lot of them come out of nigeria <laughs> slash west africa so she'll see these movies and in a lot of them the mother-in-laws are so wicked to their daughters-in-law <laughs> and doing all kind of nonsense so no
0: stepping bounds
1: yeah but we know that sometimes it is the case though yeah. that um even if they're not like trying to do witchcraft on their daughters and lots to you know, get them not to marry their sons or whatever. It's anything that ridiculous. But sometimes yeah. they are kind of like overly forceful in trying to get a daughter in law, particularly in an inter Especially. um interrace marriage. We're I mean, we're both black, but from two different countries, from two different tribes or whatever, intercultural marriage. Yeah. Um
0: cross-cultural
1: cross-cultural thank you (laughs) you'd see where you know parents-in-law may try to dominate you know the (laughs) marriage with their culture (laughs) with their cultural rules and norms and etc yeah but i did not receive any of that and the backstory um well i think his thomas just has kind parents first of all but then also um Thomas's mother was treated exceptionally well by his father's mother, so by her mother-in-law. And they were able to have, you know, a good relationship and a loving relationship, mm-hmm. and because of the way that she was treated, she felt as though I could never treat a daughter-in-law of mine any any less than no, what I, I was not treated. What I yeah. So she was very much um kind to me and um yeah respectful of be respectful to me in spite of you know differences that may I mean, let's be honest, I'm not speaking for your mom, but generally like an African mother might feel disappointed that his son, her son is about to marry someone who can't cook African food or who maybe can't cook too well (laughs) at all (laughs) or who's not going to do like a traditional wedding or it's not going to do some (laughs) traditional rites around childbirth and, you know, a naming ceremony and all this kind of, you know, a a lot of the cultural things that come with, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's normal to maybe feel disappointed, but I never received any ill, you know, feelings or anything, remarks.
0: Thanks, mom. Thank you. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) you. Yeah, I, my mom always told me that, um, she, she got good treatment from my, my, my grandmother. I was going to say my mother in law, from my grandmother because, um, well, for no reason, she just enjoyed how she treated her. So she considered that a generational blessing and she didn't want to cut it short. So even before I met Marcy, before we got married, we always talked about it. And she would say, you know what? I am willing to respect whoever you bring home. I, I don't think I even have the moral right to not respect your wife because I have been treated so well by... My mother in law and my husband's family, and I owe it to your wife. Um, and so that's all I'm going to give. So she had a very, she came from a very intentional position. And so it made it easier for her to understand. But I could say the same for your mom as well.
1: In, yeah. In her case, I have no clue how my dad's parents treated. Her.
0: Oh, on your mom's side, you mean? Yeah. I don't know all the details.
1: Yes. So I would say in her case, I know you're going to, you know, you have to speak from your experience, but as far as like a background to maybe her way of thinking, I would credit it to being a godly woman. My mom, Mm. I mean, and Thomas's mom is too. So I think it's just the God in her. She's a good Christian and the holy spirit has given her <laughs> the ability you know to be wise you know and it's just wise i think she's treated her in-laws with you know wise treatment so yeah, it
0: would i would say discernment
1: yeah it is, it's not um yeah. beneficial to treat your in-laws you know Anything yeah. less, but with love and respect, because in the end, that's just going to strain relationships and stuff. If you care about your kids, right. I mean, the wise thing to do is to treat them with respect, even if you have legitimate concerns about, you know, the person for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you don't get to choose. So if your child that decides to marry somebody, even if that's not your, you know, favorite choice for them or whatever, it's in your best yeah. interest to treat them well. Right. So. Yeah, I think that's just the wisdom that God gave her. She wouldn't, you know, treat her children-in-law anything less than with love and respect. That's the love of God in her.
0: Yeah. Well, I could say the same um, for your mom. Before we even met, she sent me a card. um, (laughs) Yeah, very nice message written in it. Um, She got me a gift along with the card. And I was surprised, you know, we had never met. But she did all that for me, too. So that was like the the beginning of um, our relationship. And she already, you know, given gifts, the Bible says a man's gift um, paves way for him. I forget how Proverbs says it, but it's just, it establishes relationship. We yeah. see it between David and Jonathan. when When a gift goes, before relationship it it's it, it shows that a relationship is you know on its way to be strong or stronger
1: I'll find that passage
0: and uh, the David and Jonathan passage
1: about giving gifts
0: oh yeah right so That's i i was one. very happy i was because i i also had a lot of thoughts but for some reason i was very um rested i wasn't complacent but i was just i had a lot of peace within myself um about your family and i i I think you can also say the same thing there was no turmoil around it It was very peaceful Mm -hmm. i started speaking to your mom on the phone when we were in china and interestingly when when we first came here when i first met her um i remember the night we arrived The first words she said were, were, um, it doesn't feel like we don't know each other. I feel like Mm. I've known you for years. Like I'm talking to you now and I don't feel like we don't know each other. It's strange. That's what she said. And that made me very happy that night. And we talked, before we came here, we talked a lot on the phone and I established a relationship with her before we met each other in person. So that was really good. And I can I can go on and on and on and on, um, but it's just been very good. Your dad, wonderful. <laughs> I spoke with him a few times on the phone as well, but when I came here, when we um, started living here in the States, it was very easy to build on that relationship with him. It's easy for me to go and talk with him. I took rides with him. He likes to drive out to um, take care of a few things that he cares about sometimes. And I happily go out with him. I never felt like, oh, I'm going to be in the car alone with my father-in-law. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? It was very natural. I was never under under any pressure. I just went out with him. Uh, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about the church. We talked about a little politics. We talked about... Haiti. We talk about um, houses, life in America, work. He gave me a lot of advice how to start out, where to work. It's in, he he always um, sort of gave me a lot of confidence. He, he would always encourage me. It's okay, just start, but keep going up, keep going up. A lot of people are lazy. Don't be lazy. Keep working hard. So. There was just so much respect between us, and we just I don't even know how it happened, but we just bonded. I feel very um okay i feel I felt very much at home with your parents. I never stood somewhere quietly to say, "Oh gosh, I don't know what I'm gonna say. We sat and ate together, um same with your mom. I went to the store with your mom. we talked at length in the car about so many things till this day um it's just been good i can go on and on but it was just natural everything happened naturally
1: another thing i would add things i love about my in-laws is is like a little bit touched upon earlier but not in a direct way so i love that they are loving toward me kind and respectful i also love that they didn't put like heavy expectations on me like we were just, dis- mm. you know, we alluded to, you know, expectations that in-laws have sometimes. <laughs> yes, they did not burden me with trying to be some kind of traditionally, you know, perfect, Yeah. you know, daughter-in-law or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they could see the kind of person that I was. They could see my heart. They could see that I loved their son. They could see that I was God-fearing. They could see that I was trying my best. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they accepted me, you know, and were able to look at the good things about me and accept me as a daughter-in-law. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, same for me. I remember your mom telling me that she only looks for, I was going to say two things, but actually I think she said one thing that you are God fearing. And she told me that, so when we, when we came here, I started talking to her and I wanted to sort of get how the process was for her, you know, not seeing me, your daughter getting married in China. And we talked about all of that. And she told me, you know, once a man fears God, that's okay. If my my child is with a God-fearing person. I don't need to worry. But I would be worried if you were not God-fearing. And she told me how she thinks if a person can respect God, then um, he can also easily respect his spouse or her spouse. And that really comforted my heart. And it made me um, understand her even more and obviously respect her too. So... And, you know, she openly told me how she, you know, respected me. <laughs> and that also helped. Um, so it was it was really emotional, yet very natural. Uh, we hit the nail right on the head. I, we started having conversations about her experience, how she felt, and all throughout the process of getting married and all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And And that was good. The other thing that I learned, um, she didn't say this directly, but I I I came to learn that your parents had a lot of trust um, in you Mm because they 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 knew what kind of daughter they had raised up. So um, it wasn't just that I was good; I was perfect. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) Also, (laughs) excuse me too. It wasn't that I was good or perfect. Um, They liked me for who I I am. Uh, But it's also that they had a lot of confidence in you. Yeah, and your parents in you too. Yeah, right. Because they knew what kind of daughter they had raised. They knew, you know, she's God-fearing. She's not just going to bring, she's not going to bring just any man um, home. Because Mm -hmm. we trust that she's going to, Choose well, and the man she brings home is going to be a good man. And that's why I think, even from a distance, far away in China, they could trust you that, yep, we believe that she would make a good choice because she knows a lot and she fears a lot. And we know that uh, we can trust what she's saying, basically, even with you telling them about me before, you know, I start talking to them or I started talking to them. You told them, oh, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. And they had to take your word for it. They had to trust you for everything you, you told them. Not just your parents, but even your siblings. Mm. Um, they had to believe you. And that takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of confidence. So,
1: Did Molson and, and Audrey meet you after we got married or before?
0: No, that was before we got married. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's the other side that sort of brings, brings oh, in the balance. Before we got married? After, no, after we got married. Oh, okay. When we met Fred, we were already married.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
0: right. We're Fred is my, my brother-in-law. <laughs> so my sister also got married, and I didn't get a chance to meet my brother-in-law. Um, so similarly, my sister didn't meet my wife, her sister-in-law. So we both shared that Um Yeah, so back to what I was saying, I I think those two work together. Um, Your family's trust in you and confidence in you being able to be responsible about who you choose to marry. And then that together with the fact that um, they had a conviction. Your mom told me she had a conviction. Um, I think she could discern that this guy is a good guy, I think. I trust God for who you are, and I also trust my daughter. And those two really make for, um, you know, great pieces of information to make a decision.
1: Mm Yeah. All right. Do you want to add anything (laughs) as far as things we love about our in-laws?
0: I, so a lot of the things I've said have been very descriptive and not really um what I love about your parents mm-hmm. or your family yeah
1: yeah your i
0: right I like your dad's care and gentleness your dad is very gentle he he's very compassionate he cares about um people he I see him give his time and a lot of things to people and I think he treats me the same way he really cares about he tells me you know Talk to me. You can talk to me if anything is wrong. If you need help, just tell me. Don't worry. Just tell me. Um, and he's always, you know, willing to help. Mm. And I like that. Um, she's, he's very generous. And your mom, too. She's very generous. Mm-hmm. Your mom cannot cook for, you know, just two or three people. She, she's she got a big heart and a big hand. And you can tell by the size of her cooking Pants and potsy. she just uh, loves. I think our parents
1: people. are kindred cause I'm hearing you say all this. I'm like, who's generous? I mean, I know my mom is generous, But when I think about, like, from even before, you know, we had a chance to go home to our parents, his mom was sending us boxes regularly all the way to China. Oh, yeah, China. their China. his parents were sending us things to make us feel you know a touch of home yeah and then when they came to visit even when people come to visit us they send things with them like bunch of things more than we can even use man yeah the generosity has been they're very similar yeah
0: yeah and your mom she is very friendly it's very easy to you know talk to your mom um She's, she's humble, very humble. She, she comes down to your level to talk to you. She doesn't, you know, um, obviously she's my mother-in-law and there are boundaries, but she's very welcoming. Maybe that's the word I want to use. She, she gives you the space to come close. She doesn't make it difficult for me to get close to her and talk to her, and that helps. That's what you want when you want to build a relationship You know, so I didn't have to, like, crack a code or try to (laughs) warm up and try to get her to like me. No, she just gave me the rooms Like, we can talk. Mm. You don't have to feel like, you know, you're not home. This is home for you. Uh, And that helped. So I like that about your mom. And in greater extension, your whole family, I mean, your extended family, your aunts, I go to Aunt Suzette's house, and I don't feel like I'm not home. I feel like, you know, there are some places you go you can't even say I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that it's you're so tensed. You just you just want to <laughs> pass the time and just get out and just market that. Okay, I was able to go there, mm-hmm. but when I go there, I feel like I I'm home. If I'm thirsty, I can ask for water. I I matter of fact, I like eating from Aunt Suzette's house, and yeah. I just say I'm hungry. Auntie, have you got anything? And that is. Beautiful. Um, same for Aunt Denny's, your cousins, Joe. I I can, you know, vibe with Joe without any problem. Same with Jessica. I can just go on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> and and particularly your siblings. I mean, we have we've been having a Bible study for the past two years. Mm-hmm. To Audrey, Melissa especially. And they were the first um um siblings really first family i met because they came to Mm. china to see us and i got a chance to spend time with them and we talked about a lot of things so that really helped i feel i think i feel um closer to them um than the other siblings but it doesn't take away from the fact that i can you know talk with ricky i can give ricky a call and talk to him about anything um that's on my mind same with andrew and his family um Christina, oh, everyone, yeah, yes. the family's just name names. You start getting in trouble because <laughs> you forget names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. but, um... but it's
0: just great. It it just goes to show how love in your family is. You know, don't tell my mom this, but I said this at Aunt Suzette's birthday party. But I don't, I don't miss home. I don't feel like oh, I I've, I haven't seen my parents in a long time. I miss home because I I feel really. I feel very much at home here, you know, um so that's good, and your family's all around. You've got a bigger family than I have, so it's really good. I don't feel like I'm all alone here on an island, and I don't know anybody. I feel very much at home um and it's great, it's beautiful,
1: mhm um, you know, same for it this is I'm gonna bring it <laughs> to God because one of the things we want to do is you know record testimonies. I feel it's a testimony.
0: It the really fact is. that
1: yeah, we have loving in-law relationships. It's just a is a testament to the power of God at work in the life in the lives of men. Yeah. Because everything you're saying is because of the power of God at work in our lives in our parents' lives. Like your parents too when we go to Virginia, their, all their friends are so generous to us. All their family, <laughs> like all the extended family members and everyone who we've met, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. We just receive nothing but That's true. love and kindness. And so the even the people that our parents associate with, you know, we just don't mm-hmm. encounter problems. Like <laughs> we yeah. just don't, you know. And not to mention your sister as well. Like as she Also not like, you know, the nightmare, you know, in-law so or whatever. Enough. No, she's like the exact <laughs> opposite. She's so chill. <laughs> she's so understanding. She's so gracious. And her whole family, like, it was just so nice for us all to be together. Like, it just worked. It didn't yeah. take a lot of effort. We could just be.
0: It really worked.
1: Yeah, and I genuinely enjoyed spending time, have enjoyed spending every time that I could spend and that I have spent with um, with okay. your family. So yeah. it's just when I think about it, I know some people, like I was watching... Um, and this will lead us maybe into a different aspect of the conversation, but I was watching a podcast where a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law were talking about in-law relationships. <laughs> and I was listening to how the mother-in-law was saying about not wanting to overstep boundaries and wanting to, you know, just be super understanding. And a lot of things that like, they, they almost sounded too ideal. They almost lacked relatability. So I recognize that for some people, this may also lack a level of relatability, but I just w- want to bring it to God to say like, or bring it back to God to say like, this is what God does in in our lives. Like mm-hmm. invite God into your life and he's just going to improve every single aspect of your life, every single aspect and all your relationships and everything. He's He's just going to just transform your whole life. Yeah. You know, and so... Our relationships are not perfect, but they are really good. (laughs) And it's because of God at work. Yeah, God at work. Absolutely. mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's the little things that money cannot buy. Mm. The little things that we don't sometimes cherish. You could have a very successful marriage and... Your relationship with your in-laws could be terrible. Mm. It's going to affect your peace, like it or not. You're going to go ballistic anytime you have to meet your, you know, fam, your, your in-laws, and you are going to have to meet them because <laughs> they are living. And your wife has got a family. Your husband has got a family. She, they would want to see their family. And can you imagine living like that for the rest of your life? That's like you know. I don't want to use the word hell, but it's it's going to be difficult. So it's the little things that we don't sometimes cherish or consider in our marriage, but God is able to take care of for us, and it's it's beautiful when you're able to have um, in-laws that you can. Um, I I just remember this. I was talking to my coworker. Sorry, I'm <laughs> cutting this shot, but. I was talking to my coworker Charlie, because him and I have been working very well. And I was just commending him that he's been very easy to work with. And I think that's one of the underrated um, or underestimated qualities, being easy to work with. Mm. When someone is easy to work with, you know, we can talk about their skills and how good they are about doing tasks. But if they are difficult to work with it's going to be really difficult. You will not enjoy your work, Mm -hmm. but when you're working with someone who is easy to work (laughs) with, you can easily talk with them, you can easily reason together, you feel like that's a partner. Mm -hmm. And we should bless God for little things like that. And really, they are not small because they can make or break a marriage. And we have God to thank um, for this, especially given the circumstances within which we got married. You know, people really... um, have showed us love and uh, i think people have looked at us through the lines of love and it's god's doing you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: okay a little you know exhortations about so what like referring to or going back to what i was saying about the other podcast i was listening to i think they yeah. mentioned a lot of things that were like idealistic which are true for them because they're i would say at another level even of christianity if i could say that mm. i mean it's a it's aspirational like okay. when i look at the way they rear their children it lets me know that they although they have strong cultural values the primary culture that they hold is a christian one mm. which both of us coming from non-american families i mean i don't know if that matters but like Culture is is really strong. Sometimes it's hard for people to remove culture from like their country's culture or whatever aspects of culture. I I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. From their way of thinking or behaving, Mm. you know, even when it clashes with Christian culture. Yeah. Yeah. Is that making sense? Yeah. 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 So I think I have seen... On both of our sides of the family, I can say more on my side <laughs> because I know my family better. You know, uh, I have seen where cultural things can sometimes um, threaten to um, influence behavior. Yeah, and then in, in a way that negatively impacts, you know, in-law relationships. I would say. So, if I could give. Um, advice, exhortation, Mm -hmm. um, to make myself clear, let me give examples, like, um, respecting, respecting marriage, the marriage that, um, you know, your, your child has with their spouse, I I think we all know, you know, theoretically to do that, but then there's a sense in which parents will still try to kind of like hover and influence the happenings of a marriage, there are in, there are um, people, there are in-laws, parents-in-law who will be kind of like over to the side talking to their own child, trying to like manipulate <laughs> the decisions within the marriage. Get them to do things. Yeah, get them to do things. Exactly. Like that kind of behavior is has no place in in-law relationships. It's not healthy for your in-law yeah. relationships. Yes. And what I would say too, of course, parents-in-law, don't do that to your kids. <laughs> Respect your kid's marriage, but also- um, Those of you, you know, children who are in the marriage, it be in agreement, in strong agreement with one another as husband and wife and defend each other before each other's parents and just walk in unity because that I think helps like mitigate a lot of um, potential issues. So I'm always, you know, yes, (laughs) very (laughs) vigilant. (laughs) And if there's a problem, like I always try to manage, yeah, like if there would be anything that would threaten his place in our marriage and people, you know, they don't do it intentionally, but I'm always like, okay, I have to talk to Thomas about it. It's me and Thomas, Thomas, Mm -hmm. Thomas, Thomas, (laughs) like we are in the marriage, you know? So just for example, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think when it comes to dealing with in-laws, and really not just in-laws, dealing with people as it relates to your marriage, it's just, it's all about communicating values. You are communicating your values based on how you're talking to your mom about your marriage or about your spouse or how you're talking to your siblings or how you're talking to your Dad, whoever it is in your family, even your friends, the things you're saying to them about your marriage mm. are communicating your own values. Yeah. So you're either bringing, the, bringing them to a place where you're either bringing them to a place where they understand your values and are willing to respect you because they get it. They understand your values clearly. And so they are willing to respect those and respect your boundaries. Or you're undermining your own values, which equals to you're undermining your own boundaries. You can't go, you you know, based on how you talk to your parents, you can't talk about your wife anyway to your parents and Mm -hmm. expect them to come to your home and do the upseat of the character that you portrayed. So it's about, in marriage is... Also, about sharing honor. You have to share honor and protect honor. You protect your wife's honor and dignity. She protects her husband's um, honor and dignity. That's what it's about. It doesn't mean you have to lie, it doesn't mean you don't have to get help. It means you have to walk circumspectly. Like you can't just communicate anything anyhow. And you have to be always thinking about the other person because marriage, is it has more than one stakeholder. It could be about the kids. For the sake of the children, maybe I would not like to have something happen. So it's all about just watching your values and serving your values to people to say, hey, mom, I care about you asking this question, but I can't talk about this without Marcy being present here. How about the next time we visit? You can talk to both of us about this. I'm not going to talk to you alone here about something that has to do with both of us and maybe our kids. Why don't we all talk? You can talk to us. We are your children if you want to talk to us. And maybe in some cases, it's just a no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not willing to talk to you about this. Um, We are okay. We trust us to handle this. Of course, it depends on how you communicate that. But, um, To add to what you said, it's about communicating your values. And when people come to to understand that, um, they are going to respect you for who you are. Um, Sometimes it takes, you know, time for them to understand. They might keep coming, but as many times as they come, you also keep showing them your values, that I don't really care about this. I don't really like this. This is what we care about. This is what we are doing. Just well. so it's kind of like schooling people to understand the way that you're building your family
1: mm-hmm. yep so and you use the word boundaries so I'm going to reiterate that I don't know we may do a whole episode on it in the near future yeah um, but yes parents in-law yeah. slash in-laws generally respect boundaries and also those who are in the marriage set boundaries <laughs> set boundaries with your parents very important Yes, yeah, set boundaries with your parents, and preferably as much as possible, you handle your family, and I handle mine.
0: <laughs> that is very crucial, especially don't put for us men. in awkward
1: positions to deal with each other. Oh parents. boy! Please, <laughs> on please. you know, awkward matters,
0: <laughs> especially if you're a man. Yeah. Don't don't let your wife handle your parents. Mm. Don't let your wife. Deal with her mother-in-law. It's just going to turn into chaos. You go talk to your mom. Go meet your mom. Let her know about what you two discussed. But bear in mind, it's going to be you taking the lead. It it must not be. My wife doesn't like that. You t- no, it's like I don't like that you talk to my wife this way. It's not that. My wife and I, Marcy and I talked, and she's not happy with how you
1: talked to her. No,
0: Marcy told me you had this conversation with her. And I don't like you to talk to her like that, mommy. She said that, you said this and that. Can you please not talk to her like that? It breaks my heart. Like, take it upon yourself. Don't, don't sort of match your. Mom and your wife, especially your mom and your wife, don't match them and Mm. have them stand in the ring and see who's going to come out strong or who's going to win. Like, don't put that pressure on your wife. You go take it and go talk to your mom because you don't like your wife feeling sad. Take it from that angle. Even if your mom thinks, oh, she's the one telling you to come say this. Roll (laughs) with it. it. Like, so (laughs) be it. Like, so? Like, Like, no, I, I care about her. I don't want you to not, you know, live peaceably, and don't never let it be on your wife. That's the point. Don't leave it to your wife to go deal with your mother-in-law, and then your mother, your, I mean, your mom, and your mom will come tell you that, hey, your wife uh, came to talk to me about this. Do you know about it? About this? Did she talk to you about it? No. That's the reverse angle. Like, let it be that you and your wife will talk, and you tell your wife let me handle this if there needs to be a boundary you build that boundary don't let it be that your wife says can you not come to my kitchen <laughs> can you not come to can you can you not come do this can you not come do that that's just too much you take it and try to restore whatever is destroyed within them and you be the middle person
1: mm-hmm. i
0: think that's more respectful it saves your wife from a lot of trouble. We haven't had to deal with that, but you see it in movies. You see it in i I've heard, I know people who've been through that. Thank God we, we don't deal with um, that kind of drama. But anytime I see that, it breaks my heart that the woman sometimes is left to deal with the mother-in-law. It's just not nice. I think the man should be um, responsible for building a boundary on his side and on her side too. She has to talk to her parents
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: to build a boundary. I don't have Mm -hmm. to go talk to my father-in-law or my mother-in-law just Mm -hmm. because we have a good relationship. And I think she will listen. I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if I have to or even if she has to, it has to be with great tact. Mm -hmm. The best way is not to do it and let your spouse (laughs) deal with their own family. (laughs) Pretty much, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of things will come up, particularly, you know, gender things. Like if you're a woman, oh, you like you're not serving my son. Like and it's for you, even if even if you like it. Right. Thomas, if you like it, which he doesn't, by the way, for example, though, if you if you like to be served, but I don't serve you. You don't, in front of your mother-in-law, say, yeah, you know, uh, you're right. She should be serving me. I don't know why she's not serving me. You That's just act no, like no. everything is okay. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like, this is how we usually do it, and I'm okay with it. I'm, I don't have a problem with it, mommy. Right. You don't have to give her stress about that. That's not important to me, yeah. you know?
0: Well, and then you go story. home and talk
1: about it if it's actually a problem, but
0: <laughs> well, or yes. something like that. Uh-huh. There's an old story I, I learned. I forget where I learned it from, um, but there's a story... Um, That a man, about a man who invited his friends, his work colleagues to come home to eat. Um, they watched a soccer game, and after that, they and the wife had you know prepared food for them, and the food for some reason was extra salty. Mm. So, and he had bragged to his friends about how good (laughs) his wife was when it comes to cooking, and sat. And they tasted the food and were like, "What in the world is this? Is this what is that what you eat every day?" And the man pretended and covered for his wife. You Nobody know told his friends. Oh, you guys don't know. I just I I can't stop eating salt. Like I'm so sorry. I should have told my wife to not put too much salt in. Here. I was like, I love salt. I cannot eat without salt. And she did it exactly how I wanted it. I'm sorry, the next time you come, I'm gonna talk to her about it. But she probably thought you guys were my <laughs> friends and you also like salt. But I, I, and he called his wife, Ani, can I get more salt, please? Like, God, you guys think this is salty? Wait until you taste this. And he added more salt to it oh, to, to show them I love salt, guys. I'm sorry, but this is not even salty enough. And he went on to eat the food with a smiley face. Oh, no. (laughs) And then the friends left. And he shouted, come here right now. What did you do to me? (laughs) And, you know, he just sorted it out with his wife. But the the moral of the story is he he covered his wife's honor. In his friends' eyes... This guy loves salt. You're going to die very soon. You can't be eating salt like that. In their eyes, he's the one who likes salt and he is making his wife a bad cook. But um, when they left, like, you killed me today. Like This this was too salty.
1: A very exaggerated example, but (laughs) (laughs) you get the point. <laughs> that's funny that sounds like something out of a movie so, yeah right <laughs> yeah then you know men have their traditional roles too right like men are typically seen as providers maybe if you're yeah. if a, a parents think their daughter is living in less than favorable conditions don't go berate your husband to your parents like oh yeah and i wish he made more money and da, da, da. no i yeah. love the humble way that we're living we we prefer to live this way we could buy a house right now but we really prefer to take things step by by step, pay off our debt before I buy a house or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever the case is. But you present before them that you are in agreement with how you guys right. are living. There's no thing like, oh, he's making me live in this condition. And da-da-da-da. no, there's nothing like that. You guys yeah. are in agreement. You're walking together. So. And plenty of other examples. When it comes to the kids, (laughs) it's another thing. You have kids, they want to have a say-so about the kids. (laughs) And you have to defend, you know, this is a decision we made together as parents, etc., etc.
0: So true. I always remember that in marriage, you start with the victory. In marriage, you start with the trophy. The rest is fighting to protect that trophy. And this is what I mean. When you marry... You're one. The rest of your life, you're going to fight to protect that oneness. So things are going to come in to sort of test that oneness. So it always presents that trophy to people. We unified are one. Front. We're mm-hmm. unified. We started with this. And God is so wise that he, he begins married couples with that. So really, what we are... Doing is playing defense. We're defending the victory that we have. We are one. That's how everyone starts. Nobody goes into marriage fighting. Marriage doesn't begin with um, no peace, no love, no care. There would not be any marriage. It begins with peace, love, quietness, respect, care for each other. Mm -hmm. And then as you move on, what happens? Sometimes we see that all those things deplete. Because things are warring against those things. So always keep in mind that you're not rushing to any destination to win anything. You have what you've won already. And keep that tight. So you present that to people. Hey, that's our trophy. If you don't know, that's what we started with. We are together. We are one. We love each other. We're working on this together. We protect each other. We are each other's keeper. That's what we are. And if you can do that consistently, the marriage is going to thrive. Not because you're doing anything extraordinary, not because you are the best spouse in the world, but because you've learned to guard your victory—the victory that you started with.
1: And that honor carries out on, or carries, yeah, carries on to other <laughs> relationships besides your own. You know, like even if you have a family member who's maybe married to somebody
0: mm-hmm.
1: other people are coming to you saying oh but well, don't you think that person's like this or don't you think <laughs> that the
0: naysayers
1: yes the naysayers defend your family because yeah. that person is your family now once you're whoever your cousin your child your sibling marries somebody marriage is a covenant mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be it ought to be till death do you part yep so you are always rooting for marriages so if they're married you're rooting for them you're supporting them before others you are you know interested in seeing the best outcome from for them you're not Mm -hmm. you know waiting for their demise so always present that yeah you respect you know you respect and protect people's Yeah. 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 Well. Mm-hmm. This has been another episode. <laughs> Do we have takeaways. Okay, I guess On those were note, the takeaways. Yeah. That was
0: my takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. That was my takeaway.
1: Okay. Yeah, so, I suppose we've exhausted this topic one. for now.
0: And We're going to always be one.
1: Amen.
0: That's all we have. <laughs> 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 On that note, We'll catch you on the next episode, which is likely to be about boundaries. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. Stay safe. We love you.